0: You are listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I am Brian Katherman. And today we're continuing and possibly even finishing our series through the Nine Marks books.
1: Finishing.
0: Well, Woo. Until they come out with a new one. Are we going to keep going if they do? I, I, why not? These are great books.
1: They are good books. Building Healthy Churches. That's a series, these Nine yeah. Marks books.
0: Nine Marks, Building Healthy Churches. Today's book is Deacons, How They Serve and Strengthen the Church by Matt Smethurst. Copyright 2021 on this one. I think this came out right around COVID, yeah? So. Yeah, I think this is this their
1: new And They had a worship one, too. Yeah. A bunch of these, I don't know about this one, but a bunch of them are actually translated in Ukrainian. You know how I know that? How do you know that? Because we have some Ukrainian people at the church, and I was trying to find Ukrainian books. And these are so recognizable by the, like, the colors, and because yeah. I don't speak Ukrainian, and I didn't know how to search them. So if you search Ukrainian edition, though, in English, it's actually on the... Nice. Uh, well, there that's, you go most our listeners probably don't care about that at all but if but you now are, you know <laughs> there
0: you go fun tidbit for today so
1: deacons deacons so what did you like about this book um, I like I think I like Smethurst's approach for the most part I think he's still so here's a here's the thing with all these books they're short so what is this one before the appendix like 120 something, something like that. pages yeah, the appendix crazy. by the way the best thing in the book is the the debate on if women can be deacons or not, in the appendix. And at the very beginning it says, if you jump to the back of this at the <laughs> beginning, shame <laughs> on you, read the book. Nope, just kidding. But That's, he does a good job with that. Yeah. Very good job. Just honestly, it's he he lays both sides of the argument out well. Yeah. But why this book is helpful is I, I think it does a nice job of at least trying to get at the right approach to handling deacons. How do we think about it? What right. are we want what does the bible have to say how should we do this now that being said i still think like almost every deacon book i ever read it still starts from a bias sure uh, about deacons which is fair because the bible has a certain bias about deacons right and what i mean by that is we don't we don't have a clear this is what a deacon is here we have it's you guys know what deacons are paul's writing a letter in uh, first timothy and, and we hey you know what deacons are right and so this is the qualifications for a deacon without a definition of a deacon and then we don't see a lot of examples i think what i've come to conclude is maybe that that was progressing as the church got bigger so imagine for a minute you're the church in jerusalem's really big i mean they're baptizing lots of people doing whatever man that apostle's like we need some help right so they maybe didn't even call them deacons deacons would be like a servant or a minister or a a waiter, you know, they didn't necessarily call them that, but maybe those first people that helped to fix the problem with the bread distribution they didn't go and do the bread distribution, but they probably fixed the problem. Those guys might have been deacons. It doesn't say clearly in the Bible one way or the other, but it seems like it. And then you don't see a whole lot about deacons until, oh, here's the qualifications for some deacons. And then we have one other section in one of Paul's letters where he says, Hey, to the elders, to the basically to the to the saints, at the church or whatever, then to the elders and deacons. And then otherwise right. we just don't have a lot. Some people say what about what about Phoebe and what about these uses of sermon? But we just don't have a clear picture. I think as it was it was building itself out. And yeah. so this book doesn't dig into the clear picture because it's kind of hard to biblically get a a definitive sure. picture.
0: Yeah, and even though a lot of these books do kind of start with kind of a jumping-off point or a certain bent, like you said, I feel like they are very faithful to kind of give you a good overview. All like the yeah, the, the church March membership months, yeah. book, the, the preaching book, I feel like they all, if if I
1: if you don't know where to start, I feel like it's a great starting this point. This is a really good starting spot to say, okay, what is what does the Bible say about this? What does the Bible not say? So, okay, the Bible definitely does not say... Your deacon board is an elected body that runs all the official business of the church and is responsible for hiring and determining who elders are. Okay, it's not that, right? Uh, although many churches are that. But then it also is not a bunch of other things. So he does a good job of saying it's not this, it probably is this, this is how you could think about it, how do you train them, how do you pick them, what do you do, what is it?
0: And I think that's kind of probably the biggest struggle for a lot of people is a lot of times when we think about deacons, we come in there with our own preconceived ideas based on our history or our upbringing or the denomination that we've been a part of most of our lives. Or
1: how we fit. Like, what are my friends going to think if this is what we do (laughs) with deacons?
0: What's something that you felt like Matt maybe missed the mark on or didn't quite, you know, dive into enough?
1: I think he might have done uh, a little better to really hit at the reality of what the Bible doesn't say mm. because we and, and what does that mean? If we don't have a really clear picture. What, what can we do? I mean, it's, so here's what he set out to do. It's on page 21. I think it's the thesis of the book. The basic, well, I don't think he says <laughs> the basic thesis of this book is that deacons, rightly understood and deployed, are an irreplaceable gift to christ church. Sure, but he didn't. I don't think hit the. Uh, the rightly understood could have been a little bit more worked out. Uh, he starts almost right off the bat with kind of a hey here's some here's some different options for deacons, but I think I would have preferred to say here's here's how the Bible here's what the Bible says and doesn't say but I think that would have been a good start. Uh, he does have a lot of church history stuff in here which is nice. yeah um, I appreciated
0: nice. that I appreciated some of just quotes in here from other people past. Preachers and teachers and yeah
1: I think these books are are these are solid books on the topic but they are just scratching the surface so the hard part I had is is I think I've I haven't found a really good solid teaching that goes beyond scratching the surface because I think the Bible doesn't give us a lot to scratch sure so um, we're working at this at our church we're asking really heavy questions is the situation in Acts chapter six? Are those deacons, or not deacons, or some in-between hybrid, or what can we learn there? And how did they process that? And then what do we do with the few places over here and over there? And how do we determine the uses? Because if you just take the word that we give a couple different words that we where we get deacon or minister, right. could that be that the elders are the the preaching, teaching, and and then like the youth pastor, that we would call a youth pastor. Might that have been what a deacon was in the day? Coming along and helping the elder in this way or, or doing that. Is the minister, like youth pastor, minister of music, women's director. I mean, are all these roles possibly, we wouldn't say they're in an eldership role. They're not for the whole church. But is it possible that the Churchly church was using them right, like a deacon role? And then, I don't know. I wish there was a little more digging into that um i'm working on that in my head not just what does the deacon do or how does the deacon fit in our church today but what should the whole relationship be could have been fleshed out a little more that being said he does a great job of saying okay based on the assumptions of kind of where i'm coming from for deacon here's how you can get them working in the right lanes here's how you can keep them out of lanes they don't belong in Here's how you can think through how you like i think he did a good job if you just if you assume, okay, we are gonna have deacons, we haven't we haven't clearly defined what the deacon is, but assuming the deacon is this, then the book is great. Right. Right.
0: Which you know, in our study, like you mentioned, we've been examining deacons and what that looks like as our church, as we're looking to install deacons here at our church. But as we look at scripture, it really seems like there was two roles in the early church, either like an elder teacher or a deacon servant type role.
1: Yeah, and that was it. <laughs> right. That was that's what you had. Um Or if you go to like Ephesians 4, you had the apostle, which we hold that we don't have that type of apostle, that original decided witness that helped to, you know, bring all the scripture about and be the witness of Jesus initially. So you have that kind of apostle. Or you had the evangelist, but the evangelist is an outside the church function kind of, right? Um, And then you have, you know, then in-house you have elders and stuff. But it's weird that the deacons aren't even listed in the Ephesians 4. Right. gifts to the church in the office like why point. not what where are the deacons there and why and i mean that that's what i'm getting at like it would be nice to kind of walk through that in a little bit more detail which interestingly that does come out in the appendix one where the women how well, the women
0: serve and, and what does that
1: look like and, and i want to
0: ask about that i don't want to ruin the book for those who haven't read it yet we won't dive in too much into what matt's thoughts are but i want to ask you i want to touch that hot button topic for me what are your thoughts after kind of reading this book looking at scripture for our church can women be deacons? Um, so
1: I'm going to walk you through my thought process in this because I'm kind of still working through this. Some I was fairly solid in the answer being no, because and and two two areas. One, if you kind of follow the language of managing his household when you're in when you're in uh, the qualifications for the elders and the deacons in in uh, Paul's letter to Timothy. You kind of follow that. Okay, there seems to be a role and a responsibility ahead of the household. And then, and then that same uh, does he lead in his household well qualification for the deacon right. comes up. Like, Okay, those seem to go parallel pretty well. And then Paul says, I don't permit uh, a woman to have authority or to teach. I take that to be over the whole church in a way. So not teaching or having that authority. So what kind of authority does a deacon have? I don't know. But then uh, in this appendix, a really good, a really good thing was brought out why is there a discussion about what a deacon's wife should be like, but there's not a discussion about what the elder's wife should be like? And I'm like, wait a minute. So maybe this is about the wife, or maybe a husband-wife pair can serve together, or maybe that just opened the thinking a little bit for me to go, okay, I want to work on this some more. And then the question is, what authority over the church does a deacon have? Well, if you go to Acts 6, they only gave him authority over the distribution of bread. Right. So but some now churches it's
0: a doled-out authority, right? Some churches, it seems like the deacons have more authority than the elder does.
1: Right, and so, <laughs> so I would say, like, if you're in an environment where the deacons are handling assigned, needed tasks, they're given to them from the elders, uh, affirmed by the church, going to these tasks, doing these things, then it seems like maybe, maybe a woman could fit in that role. Maybe the sure. Scripture does not preclude a woman from that. If you see the deacons as... You know the ones that have the authority, even over the elders, and how they hire and what the preaching schedule. Then definitely not, because that that's like they're actually functioning like elders, yeah. And they shouldn't be like. So I think that's where that really is starting to land for me, and we're working that out as our church here. Absolutely. Trying to just go, okay, how does this? What does the scripture really clearly say? And when you start to weigh that out, some things are really clear and the discussion on elders there's i mean there's a lot of clarity the discussion on the deacons is substantially less clear and so sure. i'm trying to hold that loosely enough now we haven't made a decision on this i'm still working through it praying through it as of right now we're, we're holding that to a male role right um because they might be given tasks over the whole church with authority and think i don't know we're working on it. Well and it's a hot button issue.
0: <laughs> it is a hot button issue. What I appreciate about what Matt did is regardless of what his viewpoint is, he did kind of give a point and counterpoint to whether yeah. we women can be deacons in that appendix. Yeah. So another he did another really well. Another appendix he put in here was sample questions for deacon candidates. Did you find that helpful as you're examining
1: deacons? No, I didn't. Okay. Uh I mean, yeah, the the questions are great. Those are probably questions we would have asked anyway. They feel kind of straightforward like you kind of already know that you'd want to well, ask these
0: questions. Well, so
1: the reason the reason that I would what I would want to do, and and that's why I wanted to be cautious with questions like that is I would definitely want to be starting with our actual uh, God breathed in Scripture qualifications for deacons. So those would be the things I would want to explore, right? And it, and so I would go to First Timothy three. Right? And I would just yeah. walk through this. Like, okay, how could I ask questions to determine if this person is worthy of respect and how, not greedy for money and holding to the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience? And here's the thing, though. In, in verse 10, this is First Timothy 3.10, they must also be tested first if they prove blame. So I'm like, is that is that a series of asking questions? I guess it could be. And I don't know if I'd need the list. If you really needed the list, it's not a bad list. Sure. But I didn't find it to be like something I wasn't already thinking of. Yeah. But is that how it's tested, or are they actually doing some things hands on, or maybe it's both, or but you gotta figure out do they do they right. believe the gospel and hold the mystery of the faith? And then you get this kind of lurching eleven, we just lurch over to wives or women, depending on translations, they too must also have this and that and why would that get repeated for the women right. but maybe it's because the wives need to have this character deacons are to be and so I just go to the questions like that you know yeah uh, likewise the same you would do with the elders absolutely so I, eh, I think if you were trying to figure out how to do it that'd be a good start I think if you were handing this to a group of of men or a group of people and they were trying to figure out okay we need to add some deacons maybe that'd be helpful well um, I don't know
0: well and I appreciate your comment too about you know starting with God's word yeah (laughs) the word of god i I think too often we want to start in these secondary books like a book on deacons and say well i I need to figure out how to how how to install deacons in my church so i'm gonna grab this deacon book versus grabbing god's word right i'm reminded of the spurgeon quote that says you know read many books but live in the bible that's right so
1: now in fairness because i don't want to i don't want to be hard on i don't want to be hard on on uh, like How do you say his name? Smethurst? There's a reason I keep saying Matt. Hey, Matt. We don't sure. want to be hard on you, but listen to some of the questions if it's helpful. Uh, question number seven. Are you dignified? What do you think that means? Well, that's coming right out of the text. I think they it should means be, you have multiple forks at dinner. Right. Are you double-tongued? What do you think that means? That's a hard question, right? Yeah. Uh, do you think you're marked by greed? So he's pulling the questions right out of the sure. text. But again, that's why I wasn't thinking I needed this list of questions because... Uh, do you think you've been tested in, in the life of the church, and how? And how do you think that test is gone? Those are the questions. So sure. I, I think they're pulling the, te- the questions out. Although this one, I don't know. Let's look at 17. Do you use social media of any kind? How do you think Paul's description of deacons applies to how a deacon in particular should engage in social media? Right, right like, oh, I do appreciate that he's coming from the text, but I think that's why I don't think I needed the list. Right. Of questions.
0: Absolutely. And, And like you said, we're not bashing the book. I think it's a very helpful book. And I think it's a great tool and resource to help. Because the Bible doesn't say a lot about deacons. It's kind of, I imagine, when I'm preparing a sermon and I pull a commentary off the shelf, you know. Those things are helpful. This book is helpful.
1: It is a helpful book. But
0: it's important to start with God's Word. I mean, we were talking just before the podcast about how dangerous it can be to look at copies or look at what other people have done versus looking at God's Word to kind of be our guiding principle.
1: Right. I do have a lot of stuff highlighted in here. I mean, there's a lot here. Uh, This is a pretty standard line, but if elders serve by leading, deacons lead by serving. Absolutely. Like That's a great line. Um uh, and I think this would be a good book to hand to your deacon group or people that are thinking about becoming deacons. Um, I, I think it was a helpful book. I'll Thank leave it at that. I mean, we've talked about all these books yeah, being this no, way. I think, uh, it's a good start. I think I needed a bigger, thicker book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, especially on a, a topic this complex, where there's such a dynamic range in what people see, how deacons are used.
1: Um, now, there's one more thing I do want to... To, to say about the book that I think is really positive and this is how the whole series works they're all written with the eye for the church in the church for the church how do you strengthen I mean the title deacons how right. they serve and strengthen the church yeah so this is one of the better books on on deacons because it has to do with the health of the church how they fit in the church yeah uh, and, of course, from Nine Marks, you would, wouldn't expect well, anything good. Right, Nine
0: Marks is all about building healthy churches, and that's what we want to be, and hopefully that's what your church wants to be. I think it all comes back down to that thesis statement you mentioned at the beginning, where he says here that the basic thesis of the book is that deacons, rightly understood and deployed, are an irreplaceable gift to Christ church. They are model servants who excel in being attentive and responsive to tangible needs in the life of the church. Yeah, I think that's so true. I think that no it. matter what, deacons are very beneficial and helpful. How many of these
1: books are there? I think 12, there's about 13, fifteen, actually. Fifteen, at this point. whatever. Uh, I think these are a great, great start for somebody getting going. Absolutely. Uh, is this something you're going to read in seminary? Probably not. <laughs> is this a good start for? I mean, my my son read the preaching book. Yeah. Uh, he's he's excited no. about that, and it was accessible. This is the same way. It's accessible. It's easy. I'd recommend it to people. Absolutely. All right, well, there
0: you go. It's Deacons, How They Serve and Strengthen the Church by Matt Smethurst uh, by Nine Marks and Crossway Books. So if you don't have it and you're looking at Deacons, it's a great read, regardless of your role, whether you're an elder, a deacon, or a church member. I think there's some truths in here that can help everyone.
1: Yeah, and by the way, we reviewed all these books. Sure. So I know this is way later than <laughs> the others, but you can go back to saltybeliever.com, hit the Salty Believer Unscripted uh option, right. and it'll take you to all of them, scroll down a little bit, and you should find the whole thing where we reviewed all of them. Absolutely. A couple of them we actually did with the authors. Yeah. Uh, so we have some of the that authors was, involved too. So good. Um, Just a good, uh, good yeah. extra resources if you're looking for more. If
0: you found this review helpful, you might enjoy our reviews on the other ones as well. There you go. Until next time.
1: Thank you for listening. Find more information at SaltyBeliever.com